Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. It's about your favourite area, cap space. So, mate, that's me done. This is all about you. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Welcome back to the ninth Jack Cap Show, exclusively on the Paul Brown Podcast Network, and we're on to the penultimate positional review. So we're looking at the safety position this week, which um, it's taken an interesting change in the last year. So uh, we'll talk about that. But first, we're just going to cover a couple of bits of Brown's roster news. Obviously. The wide receiver room is the hot topic at the moment. And as you'll remember me hearing, not on this show, but just on the general shows on the podcast right early on in the season, I said, look, if we if we miss sort of uh, Gordon or Callaway, whether it's through injury or obviously we end up cutting them, and then you can't rely on... Um, did I say Gordon and Callaway? I meant Gordon and Coleman. Um then you've got Callaway that I said he, he can't be relied on this year. He might show some great flashes, but don't expect too much from him this season because he's a young kid. Uh, we're going to be awfully thin. We're going to end up with Jarvis Landry plus some prospects. And what have we ended up with? Jarvis Landry plus some prospects. And it was some mistakes in the draft. We could have easily added to our uh, receiver call by adding sort of a Mike Kosecki and... Um, Cortland Sutton at the top of the second round. Instead, we ended up with a guard that's struggling to get into the game and a running back that is just not an important position um, in the grand scheme of things. So something's going to need to be done. But there's one thing I will, despite getting it wrong in the preseason, he hasn't panicked, Dorsey. And I'll give him that. I was really scared when Dez came in. Are they just going to blow $8 million one year on Dez? Um, Rashad Matthews is one I was happy to take a punt on it sort of a I reckon you could get him for a few million for one year uh, maybe put a second year option in there or a, a deal with sort of less than half a million a day cap just because if he has a good half a season why not keep him for a year while some of these kids develop um, so there's options out there Amari Cooper's one that's been floated please 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 do not trade for Amari Cooper they're talking a second round pick, and then his contract next year is 13.9 million. And then, sort of, probably at this off season, if not start of that, you're going to then be looking to give him a contract. And he's going to be going, oh, Sammy Watkins got 16 million, Jarvis Landry got 15.5. Well, I'll have something in that range then. And we don't need another number two wide receiver who's got, well, Landry doesn't have drop issues and much dropped a few but in the grand scheme of things it's got a good history of catching the ball Amari Cooper's got a bad history of catching the ball two fantastic seasons and he's done nothing so don't jump on the uh, let's get Amari Cooper train it's a dangerous move for the future of our franchise um, we need to find cheaper options because if you're looking at sort of the wide receiver room I'm setting a target of 11% should be your six wide receivers 
And when you're spending just this season 8.75 of that on Jarvis Landry, you have to be thinking, how is that sustainable? So Jarvis Landry is going to have to be our number one wide receiver. He's never done that before in the NFL, but if we're going to pay him that money, then Dorsey needs him to step up to that level. Um, or we need to move on from that as quick as possible. So the wide receiver room is a fear. There's no short-term answers to it. I think it's get Duke Johnson into the game, get Njoku into the game. And it wouldn't bother me if we have stick one of the kids out wide, whoever is Callaway running sort of a deception-style route, and then get Landry Gordon and Njoku and even uh, Fells in there. And have all four of them running and sort of around the middle, creating that space and options. And Baker's very unique for a rookie quarterback. We'll just throw to whoever's open. So uh, it's one to keep an eye on. We're going to need to make a move um, because literally everyone's gone. There was a stage in the uh, Chargers game where we had two active and fit wide receivers. And uh, that isn't good enough. So let's see what happens there. I just want to keep an eye on Duke Johnson. If our coaching staff don't want to use him, and I know he got a couple of big runs, but he's barely been used, then I'll be phoning up the Eagles. I think Howie Roseman's going to be too clever to uh, waste a load of money on LaShawn McCoy. Um, Duke Johnson is the sort of player he might, he might take off our hands if he's feeling a, a bit panicky as they want to make the playoffs again. Um, I love Duke. But if our coaching staff don't, which seems to be the case at this point, then uh, if we can get a third, trade him off and uh, we'll move on. I would happily rather see him play in slot receiver for us for the next five to ten years. But um, if the coaching staff don't want, then you can't force them. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, if, if we can get a third off the uh, Eagles for Duke Johnson, I'm willing to make that move. So, on to the safety position. We've got six safeties we're paying on the roster at the moment. We've got four on the active roster. You've got Peppers at 2.35 million, which is 1.3%. You've got Randall at 1.5 million, which is 0.8%. You've got Kindred at 750,000, which is 0.43%. And BBC at 630,000, which is 0.36%. So, that's just under 3% is what's on that roster, which is 5.25 million. We've got dead cap, we've got Campbell, which is 128 grand and 0.07%. No one's on IR at the moment. And the practice squad, you've got Meander, who is at 0.07, which is 129,000. So the total across them six players is 3.1%, which is 5.5 million, so incredibly cheap. Um, I've sort of got a target ceiling on that of 6.5%, which is 11.5 million. I think that's sort of the re region you want to be paying for your uh, four safeties. And it's been a really interesting change this year because you had several top safeties, and I'd even put Trey Boston into that. Uh, the Honey Badger was cut partly due to injuries, but partly because no one really wants to pay safeties top money. Um, so the position's getting cheaper. And honestly, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why, um, because they can still do an important job. But you, you can definitely get some value in the position. If you find players that are out there, you can go and approach them. So Zach Moore, who wrote Caponomics, good book, go get it, guys. Um, 
He's got tier one at three to seven percent, tier two at one and a half to three percent, tier three at zero point two five percent to one and a half percent. And how I'm sort of building that six point five percent, I'm looking at let's have one tier one player in the safety position, which is three to seven percent, one tier two player, which is one and a half to three percent, and then two um, rookies, sort of round three to round seven, which comes in at sort of a quarter to a half a percent. So them four together, you're looking in sort of the six and a half percent bracket. Um, but no, we we can definitely afford to have some quality in there. And in all honesty, if they're all entirely fit all game, you can be getting away with one strong safety and one free safety play a hundred percent of snaps. You've just got to have that depth in quality. Um, but I would say you're looking at you want at least two sort of strong safeties that are capable of starting and one sort of free safety that's capable of starter level. So if you can have three starter level safeties for your two spots, because if you're playing some uh, dime and nickel packages, then there's a good chance that strong safety is going to get out there. Um, and as well, if some plays you want to play too deep, then by all means stick the two free safeties out there. Uh, in terms of your uh, safeties on the roster, You've got four on the roster. In terms of the draft, I'd say it's not a position now in the NFL where we're at the next couple of years where you spend the first or second round pick. Um, I think there's an argument for maybe them sort of strong safety hybrids. So you had your Peppers, you had your Derwin James. I think they're going to become very, very interesting for teams in the NFL as we move forward because the interesting thing is they could probably play sort of a, a stand-up pass rusher they could play as a linebacker. They could play sort of in the nickel-dime packages. They can play as a strong safety. And they can do it all players. So when a team's in no-huddle offense and you want to change your um, formation, having a player like Peppers or Derwin James that can do everything gives you flexibility and options. And that, that's an important choice to have because the last thing you want is you're having to take a timeout on defense because... You don't have time to sub in players or you've got the wrong players out there. So you, you want at least one of them players on your roster, like a Peppers, who is a starting defender, who can do it all. So uh, he's a really important player to have and I think he's a massive asset to us as a team. But we're in a good position in terms of our safeties. I've been really impressed with Demarius Randall. I think he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um I was worried coming into the season, not because he doesn't have talent, because he proved at college he can he can perform to a high level. It's whether he could take um, back to that position um, after playing cornerback so long, um, because Ha Ha Clinton and Dix kept him out of the position with the Packers. So interesting one to watch out for, guys. I think that position we might add sort of a draft of free safety um, in the later rounds because. BBC might go back as sort of a backup slot receiver, not slot receiver, slot uh, cornerback, nickel packages. So, um, no, I, th I think it's a position we've set out for a long time. Um, will we manage to keep Kindred around? I don't think so. I think he's probably going to um, move on at some point. We might trade him. We might wait until he hits free agency. But he's probably going to move on somewhere where he can get a starting strong safety gig because he, he is good enough. Um, he's been a good player. So, We'll keep Peppers. Randall will probably 
Um, maybe open talks on a new deal end of this season because he'll go on to that fifth-year option. But hopefully we'll just take the choice of let's tie him up for another four years. So uh, it's, it's a good position. I'd say it's one of our strongest position groups. It's the safeties. And uh, it's been good. Peppers has come on a long way. Uh, lots of stuff he doesn't do won't show up on the stat sheet, but he is making plays. Um, and yeah, there's sort of a, a grudge between some of the fans over the Ohio uh, Michigan um, connections. But hey, he's doing it, so let's uh, stick with him. But I also had this week, I had a fan question come in. So from Wayne Perry, which is on Twitter at W A P E R R Y 4. But yeah, with Baker on a rookie deal, all Browns fans are thinking give him some more weapons and protection. What's a reasonable range of cap percentages to spend on the offense without sacrificing too much for our strong defense and future flexibility? And where would you invest in? So, um, Zach Moore worked out the numbers of a sort of perfectly balanced teams going to be looking at. 49.5% on offense, 45.5%, uh, sorry, 45% on defense, and 5.5% on special teams. So I've sort of got as an, a, an aim for your sort of quarterback room, you're looking at 13%. So if we look at um, this year, Baker's on 3.4, Stanton's on 1.4, but next year, Baker 3.9, Stanton 2.1, and I, I think there's a good chance he hangs around. And they probably add a rookie, so maybe 0.3% um, to that room. That sort of probably a sixth or seventh round pick, or maybe just an undrafted free agent we bring in. And they sort of look to see if that person can become the backup in the future. And Stanton's there, sort of a, as injury cover and a bit of advice um, for both rookies. And then uh, that leaves you 7% of your salary cap spare. So it's a large amount of money you're looking at sort of 7%. So sort of 13 million, but it's next year. So it had gone up 7% because the NFL salary cap generally goes up about 7% every year. Um, it's tied to all sorts of uh, inf um, metrics on the TV deals and other money coming into the league. So if you had a spare sort of 13, let's say 14 million, to spend, where are you going to invest it? So if we just look at our defense at the moment, we're spending 40% of the 45% target, but on offense, we're spending over 60% of the 49.5% target. And large part of that comes down to our O-line, which we're spending 21.2% this year. A little bit of that's in dead cap, but we've got a very, very expensive O-line, and unfortunately, they're not doing the job. They're there to block and protect uh, Baker and he should be, we should have sort of a top five offensive line in the NFL and unfortunately it's not producing anywhere near that level. Obviously I'm not, I'm not going to come on and blame Harrison. Harrison's the cheapest offensive lineman we've got and he's uh, doing a fantastic job um, for the level of money we've got invested in him. I would say if you look to balance that 7%, so I would say you're looking to spend if you have that spare moving forward, I'd be looking to spend 2% of that on sort of improving the wide receiver room because you want to see some something better there. And I'd spend another 2% on sort of the O-line room because if you can give that young quarterback a bit more time in the pocket and a bit more uh, 
sort of better targets to throw at, then you get in development. So if, let's say 4% there, um, and then you spend another 3% on the defense. So whether it's the defensive line or cornerbacks, just because if the defense is a bit better, and as we saw, Tyrell Taylor went to the playoffs last year, not because he did anything particularly good. His defense was fantastic with Buffalo Bills. And Russell Wilson in his first year in the NFL went to the playoffs. Why? Because he had a top five defense and he was able to just provide good enough play as a rookie quarterback that he took his team all the way. So I think it's the balance of the two of you don't want to spend it all just on offense, but you could in all honesty because we have such a cheap defense at the moment. Lots of rookie picks in there, um, lots of very high rookie picks. And if you got think Randall's up there as a first round pick as well, um, it wouldn't mind me if we just spent six percent of that spare seven on um, offense and one percent on defense. And it's why when you go in right, we've got a spare seven to ten percent extra because we've got a cheap rookie quarterback. What do we do with that money? How many quarterbacks out there? Are playing better than 10% extra on the rest of your roster and that's why I've always sort of fancied the idea of have your rookie quarterback for the first five years because you've got four years and then you can um, give them the fifth year option if they're taken in the first round tag them and then trade them and you then draft someone again and you can sort of have the bridge quarterback that you get hold of who you can pay sort of five million to for one year, sort of that. These guys can play the first six to ten games while that youngster develops. But if you take a uh, young college quarterback that's played over the uh, sort of had three years in college of playing, really high on Q base, um, which is a football outsider stat based on chance of succeeding. And if you build a really good offense with a really good offensive coordinator, these young players can flourish and. We don't know yet how good Patrick Mahomes is. And I know the numbers look really good, but you've got to remember, Alex Smith looked fantastic in that offense. And is it just Mahomes and Smith had really good years? Is it a balance of a really good offense, really good offensive play calling, and above average quarterback play? So I think that you can find the balance there. That And who knows, the LA Rams with Goff might be the first team to try this. Of they trade off Goff at the end of that rookie contract and they go and strengthen because the way they're paying players, I think it might be an option they are considering. And uh, good luck to them. If they go and do it, I will be applauding them from the rafters. They go out, spend another first round pick or two first round picks and just continue to flourish. And if I had my way, I'd be adding a lot more picks every year and continuing to strengthen. But Thank you, Wayne, for your question. I think the answer is it's a bit of balance between the two. And any more questions, anyone's got any questions, just feel free to hit me up on Twitter. It's at Jack Duffin, J-A-C-K-D-U-F-F-I-N. I'm always happy to answer fan questions. We're going to do special teams next week. And then uh, after that, I've had some questions come in of different show ideas once I've finished the positional review. So um, I'll be going through some of them. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you, Paul, for letting me continue to have my own show. I know there's a few haters out there that are, don't like analytics, but uh, I've got a message for you guys. The future's bright, the future's Baker, and thank you, Sashi.
wanna make a